What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Wonder Twin Powers uh, activate. Yes. Oh, I was supposed to do that. Form of. Okay. I'm here with the amazing and fabulous Kathy Keegan, coach extraordinaire, Boston accent, amazing singer, woman of so many talents. It's, you know, it's kind of amazing because I think of that and then I think of you, Elaine Williams. <laughs> I think of Elaine Williams, who is the storyteller, who is the fabulous comedian, and all kinds of other really beautiful adjectives. Like if you have a Roger's thesaurus, all the good <laughs> adjectives, they go to her. Oh, stop, stop. Stop, get out of here. Get out of here. You just give me too many compliments. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you. And what are we here? We're here to talk about some stuff today. Yes, we are talking about awareness. Awareness. Awareness and how it can absolutely give you so much freedom and power in, like, five seconds. Yeah. It's a great, great tool. We're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk a lot about you're going to share your phenomenal Boston accent, please. Uh, oh, my God. I got to prepare for that. That's what it <laughs> had. I don't know if I can do that, especially with the Smart Pack ad. Do right. you know what I mean? That's a lot of competition. A lot of competition right after this. So Super it's Bowl. wicked hard. So I'll I'll do the best I can. And I, well, and I know you're talking about you know, you're you're preparing to move. So you've yeah. been thinking about the condo thingy of does this. Oh, does this spark joy? <laughs> you know, it's, someone once told me that um, that they they were working with someone who was uh, they were editing an article, and this person had a Boston accent, and they thought they had written this article. It was just so amazing that really just drew emotions, and and she was upset at an edit, and she said, "You took the hat out of a cathartic article." <laughs> You know, and to me, that's just poetry. It's just beautiful. Actually, I love accents because I think they're musical. I love um, I'm we're moving to Chicago, which is new Chicago. I'm going to have to work on that accent, too. I love all the different accents and regionalisms. To me, they're just beautiful. I do love it. And one of my favorite things, one of my weird things people don't know about is I love when I'm meeting somebody. If I notice, I love to try to guess where they're from. And especially sometimes you hear like smash up you know sometimes yeah. you're like oh i'm getting a little bit of texas twang but there's a little bit of surfer california in there too or whatever like right i'm just fascinated about uh, ears and how that comes about and so but thank you for the boston accent i love that and um my friend our friend sheridan she was talking about you know are my socks really mad at me <laughs> like like i love marie kondo but i'm not gonna color coordinate all of my stuff in my refrigerator some of her IG stuff is like too much, yeah. a little bit. For well, and I am domestically uh, challenged. I, I will be the first to admit that. I know I had to say that to my aunt over the weekend. Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> I say aunt and aunt. It depends aunt, on who I knew them as. Uh, so if it's my New York, um, my New York, she's an aunt. 
Aunt, Aunt Joan, Kathy, how are you? And if it's <laughs> if it's if it's any of my Boston aunts, they're aunts oh, because I grew up saying that. Boston aunts. But um, but yeah, I just uh, she came to my dad's house and started putting up curtains and doing all this stuff. And I just said to her, I'm so sorry. I don't have a domestic bone in my body. I mean, I really, really don't. And, you know, my mother was someone who ironed everything. And, you know, I just don't I don't have, you know, I didn't get that gene that wasn't passed down to me. So I'm with you on that one, sister. And so I think there is a sparking joy. But remember, there's decision fatigue, too. You know, after a certain period of time, you just want to throw everything out because you're just so tired of trying to decide. That is a great segue to what we're talking about today, which is awareness, which is, you know, it's a huge thing. But we our goal with this fabulous, amazing podcast is to, you know, be entertaining, educational and inspiring. And they are there were two broads who are sitting here who have done a ton of personal development work, training, yeah. coaching. We're constantly coaching and being coached, yes. being mentored, stretching ourselves. And so we just love the whole concept of awareness because, um, for example, I was at this um dinner party the other night and it was so interesting we were going around talking about our dream and our obstacles and so many people were like this is my dream and my obstacle is me (laughs) and and isn't that always the case and you know it's so easy to say I don't have the time I don't have the money but so many times it's we are the obstacle and the power is being able to know that and then possibly shift it so one of the things that you were talking about which I'd love for you to talk more about is the whole judgment journal oh yeah yeah the idea it's it's all around awareness and um and and just starting to see things a little bit more clearly so Early on, when I was studying uh, to be a coach, part of the training for being a coach, uh, there actually is a lot of training involved in that. But part of it was someone challenged me to keep a judging journal. Now, now there's a difference between judging and judgment. You know, judgment is having the ability to look at a bunch of different things and say, oh, okay, based on this information. Right, like discernment. Right, discernment. Whereas judging is... You're wearing that. Um, And I realized I I didn't understand until I was challenged to do this how much of that I had going on in my head, like 100 percent of the time. So I leave my apartment. I take the elevator down. I get to the bus stop and I realize I cannot keep a judging journal. It'll be a full time job. It it would be me (laughs) dictating what was going on in my head 100 percent of the time. And because it was, it was sort of like, well, I'm not sure really I like this lobby. And it was just all these negative things. And again, it's just it's kind of where you default. You're just you're always kind of calibrating, looking around, just saying, wow, there's a crack over there. That doesn't look very good. I wonder when the mail's going to come. Wait a minute. Could you have opened the door for me? Like, that would have been nice. What am I on the bicycle liver? over right. there? You're not even looking at your kid. So all of this dialogue is going on in my head. And um, and so once I had that awareness, I could start looking and, and kind of thinking about what was going on up there, because I think I've said this before. Our brain uses 20 percent of our energy. Right. And that's and I love to talk about that when I'm working with my clients is we're constantly our brain's job is to decide, is this important? Is this not important? Do I need to remember this? I can file this away. And which is awesome. And it can be very limiting. Right. We make instant judgments. This happens in like a point zero zero three 
seconds yep. of three seconds of this person is good or bad or this is right or right. wrong or whatever. And a lot of times it's very, very limiting. Yeah. And it's exhausting, right? <laughs> like, you know, you you were coached to do the judging journal. I remember yeah. when I was training with Debbie Ford, I was going out to California off and on for five years. I did all three of her intensive coaching wow. certifications, which was awesome and woo, a lot. But we, she would put us in, we would have to be silent for like, a whole weekend and so there is nothing like getting present to that inner dialogue and and I remember looking in the mirror and I remember looking and thinking I look gray because I was beating myself up like my inner dialogue was so brutal mm-hmm. against myself mm-hmm. and I remember getting present to that was like Oh, like, you know, nauseating, but also like the first step is awareness, but then you can shift it. Right. But, you know, she would put us into silence a lot. And it was it was, you know, wonderful and challenging. But but, you know, we we've talked about how you would never be friends with anybody who spoke to you the way you speak to yourself. Right. And so, you know. That's part of awareness. And we talk about this all the time about what about the reframe, right? So many times things happen and we make an instant, you know, judgment. And a lot of times the decision we make is not empowering. Right. And then we walk around with these trunks of judging dialogue stories that don't serve us or the people in our lives or the world, you know. And so, you know, that's why we love talking about awareness right because i you know i it's that's what's freed me up uh, i just i wasn't when you when you start to listen to what's going on in your head when you start to hear yourself think then you get to see exactly what you were saying all those things and it's not all negativity there might be some good ideas in there mm. you know but to me it seemed like it was just a run on sentence and i didn't make a distinction and then once i saw it and realized how much time i spent just making little comments and again they happen in an instant and remember we are wired this way right so it's not like i'm making up negative things that i can think about we are wired this way we have whatever it is you know 56 that however many years you think we've been on this earth i you know i don't know how long that's been but we are wired for safety we are wired right. to be alert and so the way it translates in modern day language is what are you wearing that for? Or right. <laughs> you've got holes in your pants. It's three degrees out, you know? You, you know, and, and so that's our modern day way of sort of being protective or being right. aware well, of what's around us. So it's not so much that it's a crime to do it. It's that if you don't know you're doing it, you're there's a lot of energy that you're using that you could actually conserve and use for be something better. Up. Right. And that makes me think of the thing I wanted to talk about with, um, I was at this, you know, I, I have this community in Montclair and it's spiritual and I was going to a celebration meeting and I, I've i known some of these people for 15 years and some people for six months and all in between. And it was, a, the January celebration is a really big thing. And um, my friend's daughter was there and I had a certain opinion. <laughs> And I was very right and very offended for my friend. And, you know, and I had made up this thing and it was sort of eating at me. 
And um, I'm so grateful that I like paused and then I called a trusted, committed listener. Now, this is not somebody in your life that you know is going to jump on the gossip train with you. This is not an Eeyore person or this is not a person who's just going to go, no, no, you're great. This is not not a Pollyanna, but a trusted, committed listener, somebody who you know is not going to blow smoke up your hoo-ha. Wow. You can blow smoke up there? Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. We'll talk about that later. That's tonight at 10. Um, (laughs) No, like, trusted, committed listener, somebody who is going to really try to be neutral and give you feedback Mm, that you, um, in in a loving, safe way... That is just a great sounding board, which is what a coach does. It's right, one reason we both love coaching so much. We always, she talks me off the ledge many times. This is Kathy Kay. Anyway, so I'm speaking with, um, the, I called up this person who is also part of the community. And I said, can I just run something by you? It's been eating at me. I know deep down it's probably none of my business. And I don't think our, our mutual friend needs to hear my whole theory on this. But right. I... You know, can I just say this to you? And it was so great because I said, and you know, and da da da, and this and this, and I said, what's what was your take? And her take was completely different from mine, completely. And I was like, wow. And I'm so grateful for you know whatever I want to call grace, God higher power of the universe. I didn't need to be right. I right. needed I needed a place that I could speak that was safe for me to say, this is my take. And then after hearing her interpretation of what had gone on, I was able to go, wow, wow, Elaine, that's some information for you to notice your perception. Right. And how you know, perception, woo, you know, and well, so, yeah, we all have our, our views of things. And, and when you're in that space, you don't think that there could possibly be any other way to look at it. Right. Right. But there's also that gut feeling that you develop over time that says, I need to, you know what? I can't just, I've got to do so. I've got to talk to somebody. And so that's what you did. You reached out to somebody. Then you've got that sounding board who can kind of say, well, what's another way to look at it? Because sometimes we're not able to do that right. on our own. And we just know, you know, you can create your own little safe word. Like for me, sometimes I'll just say, you're a coach, you're a coach, you're a coach. <laughs> and the reason I do that is because it shifts my energy back a little bit. Because one of the things is that we have all this different energy within us all the time. So fight or flight, um, you know, more spiritual energy. We more, get triggered. We get triggered. <laughs> what? And when you get triggered, you know, again, understanding what's going on and being aware of what's happening allows you to somewhere just say, I'm just going to say this word over and over again, or I'm going to pray, or I'm going to breathe, pause, or I'm going to run out of the room, or I'm going to curl up in a ball, but so that you don't end up sort of saying something you don't want to say or having like this big blowout, which you might have had oh because gosh. you had this opinion on something. And and it was how you it was definitely how you felt. But and it's all you could see at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so having that, you called it a trusted, trusted committed, committed listener. listener. And, and I'm so grateful that I was able to kind of and then laugh at, wow, Elaine, your perspective might be a little warped there. And I'm so grateful I didn't. I, you know, I really felt the need to tell my friend about her daughter, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) 
And I'm so glad I didn't for everybody's sake, you know? Yeah. And and yeah. I don't consider myself like a busy body or a, you know, but in that moment I was, you know, really kind of wound up or triggered so that, you know, that's, there's always more to look at for my own stuff. Right. But I just think that having somebody in your life, whether it's a coach or a friend or a neutral priest right. or and whatever. that's key. It's got to be somebody that's neutral because there are also people that, you know, you call them up mm. and the first thing is you thought that I can't even believe, you know, and you, so that's, I, I think. Or it's, just the gossip train. It's you know? part of. It's part of sort of developing in your life just where you want to go. It doesn't mean you're never going to go on the gossip train. There are times when the gossip train is so alluring. How do you stay away? So you may decide to go on the gossip train, but you knew in that moment that you needed something different. Right. And so that's some of what you do in, in as you as you live your life is you start to cultivate different kinds of relationships. Not every person is everything for every situation. Yeah, that's you know, great. you've got the people who can listen. You've got the people like, can I dish with you on something? Because I just need to get this off my chest because you know that person can handle it. They're not going to repeat it. And it's a way to release, right? Mm. That's the whole thing is that we're always talking about different processes and different ways to release things so that they don't stay inside us, so they right. don't ferment in us and become something much larger. It's like if you ha have a hangnail and someone else has cancer, you still have to treat the hangnail. Because right. if you don't treat the hangnail, it becomes a big, huge, something very ugly and infected. And then, you you know, so we we still have to take care of what's in front of us yeah. Even when there is other bigger stuff or I don't know if I'm Sometimes, even making no, my you point. Totally are. And it's I just love it. I just love it. It's like just like these are tools that we right. are um giving today right. because we want to help people. And I know, you know, we are talking about I've I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I was the top candy seller for Campfire Candy Bam! in San Antonio, Texas Get when I was a little out. girl. And I ate a lot of that, too. But uh, I sold a lot of candy going door to door. I loved it. And, um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur ever since. And as a, especially, I think women internalize things in my experience of coaching with women. And I, you know, I, I was in this fancy thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars mastermind and I had the courage to try to do a webinar and then when nobody showed up I was sobbing on my bed for two days and then later on I found out oh most webinars don't make when you first start out oh uh, wow <laughs> I why didn't somebody tell me I, I I'm in this million dollar program wow that information could have helped a little yeah. bit, you know? And so that's one of the reasons we wanted to start this podcast of, like, all the things we wish we had known. Right. And, like, yes, keep stretching. But if you know, oh, it takes a while, you have to learn certain things. And then, you know, like, I internalized it and made it mean something was wrong with me. I was flawed. My business is flawed. Nobody loves me. But I'm going to be a homeless cat lady, bag lady tomorrow. You know, like right. all that stuff. And right. and so that was one of our, our goals. And just knowing, like, you know, as human beings, we have a limited perspective. And so okay. I'm always like, learn from my mistakes, kids. You know, and that's, <laughs> that's one reason I love sharing. You know, I consider myself a master storyteller, speaker, coach, but I'm also 
always learning too and sharing my process, not because I'm totally self-absorbed, I can be at times, but because I, <laughs> you know, I want, I'm aware of that, but I, I want to share, like learn, this This is what I'm up to. Because, you know, you know it's, there's not, here's the hardest part about what, what we're doing. The things that, that you actually need to do or that the things that people do in order to be successful in whatever realm of success they want to be successful in is it's repetition. It's doing the same thing over and over, not in a crazy way expecting a different result, but it's practice. When they talk about how you get to Carnegie Hall, practice, practice, practice. <laughs> That's so true. You know, they're not, you know, I'm I am a coaching nerd. I am a brain nerd. You are. I love reading books about what goes on in the brain. She does. I love oh my God. I love reading books about work. I mean, I just love it. And I do it all the time because it's really fun for me. And other people don't think that's very much fun. That's fine. You don't have to. Right. You know, but it, but it, the these these things, you pay all this money to go to these these courses and people leave out the most important thing, right. which is that you're going to do that webinar over and over and over again. And we're going to do this over and over again. There are going to be times when our energy is perfectly right and we feel good about it. There are going to be times when we're like, Right. You know, um, that's an imitation of my 23 year old frog, Ed. And but but that but that's going to happen because that's just part of the human experience. And and it's really hard to take things that are so right there in front of us and available to us and make them sexy. Like, how do you make breathing sexy? And yet, for me, it's one of the most important things I do. That's what I talk about. I was just coaching somebody who had to go to family court. This was her seventh time. She has been through so much. And she was so hung up on the words. And I kept saying, it's not about the words. It's who you're being. This past six times, you have gone and been hysterical. So this time, you have to show that you've had a spiritual shift. Let's work on belly breathing. Mm. Let's working on staying centered and calm and we worked all on yoga breath grounding like all the things you and I you know like yeah that's it's so yeah I love you, this stuff. I, you know and I'm thinking don't you think that I don't know maybe part of it is that because it doesn't have the kind of instant wow aha effect that people may not think that they work I'm not sure because, you know, that's that's the thing. What I've discovered over time is that the process of showing up like this morning, I was actually crying because I was I just couldn't get out of my own way. You know, I just felt so stuck. And so I showed up for my meditation, but it was like. Meditate, meditate, meditate. You know, I had a notebook (laughs) nearby and, you know, and and I showed up for it. I showed up for breakfast. You know, I I I kind of dragged myself through. And then eventually, you know, once I saw you, once we got here and the great team that we're working with here, Stefan and Xander, who are fabulous, they bring this energy and then we come alive again. And so, um, you know, you don't always get the dopamine hit. Right. Well, and that's a great, you know, that's why I love yoga because it's called yoga practice. Nobody says, oh, how's your yoga perfect going? <laughs> right. Like and, you know, and there are some classes where I am landing. I am, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. And there are other days I'm like, whoa, you know, and and because I've been practicing for over 10 years, I started when I was two. Um, You know, You're I so I know. No. Uh, stop. No, don't. No. Um, I, you know, I've just learned that that's my body is different 
daily. And I've learned that. And I had a meditation teacher that used to say, seat time is never wasted. So the intention to meditate, whether you were like, <laughs> right, we want to levitate. We want the, whoa, 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 right? Well, I do. And, yes, yes, and every, yes, yes. And you know what? Every once in a while, maybe that does happen. But, right. But right. And, I, you know, I used to, when I would go to the colleges, I would always teach meditation and stress relieving tools um, after I'd tell my story and stuff. And. And I would, you know, and I used to say, don't, it's easy to discount this because it's breathing. It's not a sexy app. Right. But I think, I also think that that, um, there is a trend towards more internal stuff. I'm hoping, I mean, just from what I've seen, um, I do, I did want to share um, a breakthrough about, but I, I totally get what the, you know, having it kind of a discombobulated morning, but you made it, you know, right, you got right, it. Right, right, Well, and that's it. And the energy shifted. And there was something in the back of my brain that said, this is going to pass. Like, right. I know this is going to pass. Just keep going. Just, right. you know. And I, and I think that's part of being a master. Like, I think of... Uh, Whatever. The karate kid, remember? Oh, yeah. He, you know, he's painting and he's like, what the heck does that have to do with karate? Everything. Everything. Right. right. Yeah. And so how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. And so um, but one thing I wanted to share along the lines, I, I think this is along the lines um, of, you know, I've been um, I started doing stand up comedy in 2000 and five and then you are wicked funny oh thank you oh my god wicked oh my god i had such a fun set oh my god um and then i really started pursuing it in 07 and then i toured and i still love it and i've completely um changed the way i my approach for, for different reasons and i i have a comedy writing buddy and we've been doing more stuff on zoom it's been much more focused with less stage time than what i used to do but more power way more um, productive approach. Mm, At least that's what I'm experiencing. So, um, and, you know, as a comedian, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, I've always wanted to get advice and coaching on things. But because of my background of growing up in an alcoholic dysfunctional family, and then I was in a very dysfunctional corporate environment for years and years, I, I would like want it. But I was, I always felt like I was sort of wincing you know, uh, oh, all right. right. Well, okay, because okay, I, w- I want feedback. Oh, God. You know, it was just uh, agonizing. Right. In because you, ways. in part two, because the feedback, because no one's ever saying, I, I mean, sort of what I identify with is no one was ever like, you're so awesome. You're so awesome. It was just like, that sucked, you know? And it's sort <laughs> of like, so the first thing is to understand what good feedback, it, what right. feedback is, that feedback is constructive and that it's helpful in learning to be able to get that feedback. Correct. So and, say more about what happened right. with you. And, and if somebody's giving unasked for feedback, that's kind of criticism, you know, right. and that's tricky. That's a whole nother podcast. Like, oh, oh do, you, do you want some feedback? No. Right. Like Brene Brown. <laughs> Brene Brown says, you know what? You, if you want to give me feedback, are you on the court getting um, bruised and bloody and grass stained? Then I will lovely, lovely to have your feedback. If you're just in the stands watching, right. I'm not interested. Right. And that's how I feel too. So anyway, so I got, I've been getting more feedback from Sheridan and just learning how to work e- even more closely, dissecting every word, my delivery, like on a whole new level. And then I was speaking with um, a friend who is a great, brilliant comic background. And we went through my set 
It was a two hour conversation, line by line by line. And it was amazing because I was able to totally, I took like this many notes and, and, you know, and at one point he said, yeah, that didn't really work. I said, no, it landed like a big fat turd, you know, and, but like to be able to totally take responsibility for it. But I felt like this healthy detachment and I'm just tickled to death because I feel like this, you know, sort of fear or in a, inability to be able to receive like has been hindering my growth and so I'm just so grateful and I just wanted to share that it's been a process you know it's not like you roll over and you're like I am so coachable all the time hit me you know (laughs) but you know I used to feel so close to my comedy because it is it's from your life right but it and I would just I, I wanted the feedback but it was just brutal yeah. it was like nails on a chalkboard and so anyway so I just had this experience literally just a few days ago and I'm so grateful and it's just so cool to have like sort of a, a little bit of a space and I, I still love doing it but it's not who I am you know so there's right. like that healthy detachment and that boy that is just a, such an important point the idea idea that in some ways I am my work, but part of part of that is also I want to learn and grow. And I don't learn and grow by 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 doing it in a vacuum. Right. Right. And so and the thing that you start to see is that you'll be out there, you'll you'll tell a joke and it doesn't land right. That oh. doesn't mean you suck. Like I had a bad night one night. Do, well, I had a few of them, but when I was doing <laughs> improv. Right. You know, you have a bad night at improv and the audience oh, hates you forever. God. You are a terribly untalented person I forever. You just have to you have to learn to live with that. Right. It's like it's just those people. We were talking about how in a crowd of 100, about four people want you to fail. Don't perform for those right. people. I was talking about that. I was I was I actually talked about how this one little lady at a show like the whole night. Everyone else is cracking up, and I'm like, delivering right to her. Like, you know, you will laugh, and she wouldn't. And afterwards, I'm saying goodbye, thank you. I'm hugging, I'm taking pictures, and signing autographs, or whatever. And I said, "Did you have fun?" She goes, "Oh, you were hilarious." I just never laugh, <laughs> and, and I was like, "Can we give her a sign? Can we just give her like a non-laugher?" You know, right. so that comedians won't go home and shoot themselves. But no, I was, I was, um, speaking of that, so I do this whole bit. I have this, you know, I do this bit about my crazy stepmother and um, how she drank a lot and she didn't like our pets. And I come home from school and I go, hey, what happened at Tippy? And she'd say, I don't know, someone must have left the gate open. And I'd be like, but Tippy was a goldfish. Oh, and no. that. <laughs> And, and that there's a version of that that really happened. Anyway, so she she would put on her moo-moo and she would start popping pills at like 11 o'clock in the morning and drinking scotch. And she would read murder mysteries and she would also have the weather channel on at all times, right? And so she would, and I, but so by 2 p.m. she was like flying and she'd be like, Elaine, Elaine, get in here. Oh my God, oh my God. There's a tornado in Kansas. Ah, and I'd be like, but we live in Dallas. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I worked on that joke and it just, it didn't it work. Didn't you weren't there, yeah. Kathy. And, it, you know, and, and so what was great was we realized, oh, we have to make what she's doing bigger. Like, so she was walking around, 
you know, putting up storm windows and taking down, you know, right. like preparing. Ready, right. And we we're like, but, but, but that's in another state, right. you know. So anyway, so anyway, that's an example of sometimes comedy. You have to like exaggerate it to make it funny. Right. And, and, and sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't. And it doesn't mean it's not. You know, it's a work in progress, just like anything, anything we do. Right. And that's why I teach saver lines, which are a great way because, you know, pros are used to, you know, once you when you've been doing it for a long time, even like Stephen Wright, he says, yeah, it's still it still sucks when you try something and it just and then 500 people are just looking at you. He said, no, I still I don't enjoy that, you know, right, right. and that was so refreshing for me to go, wow, this guy who is a master still has jokes that don't always work. You don't always know, you know, so that was woo, refreshing. Um, fantastic. But yeah, and, and just knowing like. Okay, I just have to work on that some more. Or maybe it's right. delivery. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. It's, there's so many factors. But that's why it's great to have saver lines, which are lines. Yeah, say that. Which, is and this that? is a really good tool if you're a speaker, trainer, author, coach. Um, It's a line that basically tells the audience, okay, you didn't laugh. I'm fine. You're fine. We're moving on. It, <laughs> instead of like... Because, you know, we've all been there where you watch a speaker and you're worried for them. Yes. Oh, my God, are they going to make it? Are they breathing? Oh, right. my God, they're so nervous. And then if you're a coach, you're, like, breathing for them. And, like, mm. oh, it's like I'm a wreck when, you know, because right. I, I'm so empathetic. So a saber line is, like, you say something like, but the, but the tornado's in Kansas. We live in Dallas. Nothing. Well, my, my cat thought that was funny. <laughs> or, or, well, that was hilarious this morning in my car. Great. Or, you know what? I'll wait. And then, you know, or, well, some of you will get that later on the way home. Like, oh, yeah, we used to call them refrigerator jokes. Okay. You know, that's just like late at night, you open the refrigerator door and all of a sudden it's like. Right. Then you get, you know, you finally get what the what the joke is. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And yeah. so a saber line, basically, sometimes that gets even a bigger laugh. You know, yeah. and it's just basically saying, OK, you know what? You don't have to worry about me. I'm fine. You're fine. Let's move on. And you know what's what you're saying about that is the whole idea of that is the true meaning of the word authentic. Ah, What you're doing in that moment is just calling it what it is. Acknowledge. Oops. You know, right. it's kind of like, a, oh, my bad. And and if people are able to just acknowledge that. So you've got someone who's up there who's like, oh, and they could just say, oh, I'm just a little nervous. They've just let it out again. They've released something mm -hmm. into the wild and and <laughs> it helps them to be able to continue on with what right. it is they need to because do. Any kind of whether it's comedy or speaking or whatever, it's a conversation, right? right? And so, like, I was just shooting with my um, fabulous client in Philadelphia. And this woman is amazing and super powerful and a little bit of a perfectionist. So sometimes she really gets tripped up over the details, which I get it, you know. Yeah. And I keep saying... Don't worry so much. You know, the lighting, I'm sure, is not perfect, but but I want your authentic, your fabulous accent. I want you to tell us about your amazing tours and what people are going to experience and say these beautiful words from your country. And it's so authentic because she's from this amazing country. And it's, it's not, I said, anyone who's getting tripped up with, oh, there's a little bit of a shadow, that's not your They're ideal, not your you know, it's all about, you know, your 
authenticity, your your heart, and you love sharing Italy, your beautiful country, with your people. That's why right. you have this successful business. That's why people repeat business with you. That's why you're really growing. Right. It's about the authenticity. And and I love that you brought that up because we love to make, you know, I think there's certain buzzwords like, oh, it's so authentic. I'm so authentic. You are. You are just, you're you know. so authentic. And reason. all of your... We work together is because we are authentic. Yes. And so transformed and... And and transparency. Full transparency. Full full disclosure. Right. So, yeah, there are a lot, you know, (laughs) so there are a lot of words that, you know, a a lot of things that we... around. Right. And what does it really mean? What does it mean? It just means speaking from the heart. You know, because if you're not doing that, then uh, then people can tell people can tell when I'm being presentational, it. you know, because it's it's almost like I'm a, it's a different voice. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I was just thinking about how, you know, it'd be like, so when and, and nobody wants that. People just want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Now, are there going to be haters in the audience? Right. There are at least four. Right. Out of 100 people. We know this statistically. So. That's okay, but don't perform for them. Remember, we're negatively biased and wired, okay? That's part of our human wiring. So we're apt to think more and recall more of the negative because that helped protect us way back when, right? It's how we survive. So don't get mad at yourself for that. Just understand that that's one of the reasons why. And that's why we cue into that negative energy because we're like, that person isn't safe. That's why... You know, marketing headlines, you know, instead of saying the three things that will make you happy versus the top three things that will kill you under your kitchen sink tonight at 10. What are we going to, you know, right. Get me those three. I want to know what they are. What happens, unfortunately, with accidents. Yeah. The rubbernecking, you know, it's it's a human thing. We can't not look. Look. Right. You know, and just knowing that and having some compassion. Right. Right. Is so important. Right. And just saying that's part of my human experience, you know, and again, the still human part of 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 being human, you know, the the this is this is, you know, uh, awareness has been a lifesaver for me. And there are varying levels of it, too. And so you allow yourself, when people talk about the layers of the onion, I used to say, I am a prize-winning state fair onion with billions of layers. <laughs> because life can kind of feel like that. It can feel like, oh, my God, I have to learn something else again. But it's okay. I, you know, some of the stuff we're talking about, there was a time in my life which I would have been, I don't think I could even hear this because it, it felt everything felt so hard. It just felt like so much work. Mm. And I didn't see that it could actually get better. And then with time, you start to see, oh, some things are getting better. And and then I asked myself, well, is there another way to look at a situation that is, you know, if you're feeling bad? Gratitude. I mean, we've talked about that a lot, too. It's just the idea of being able to say, wow, you know what? Uh, my train got here in record time. You know, those little things really start to make a shift. It is. And it's, it's, it is a muscle. It's a total muscle, you know? Yeah. And then just, you know, I, I think the tools here, it's not so much that you use every tool that we throw out there, you know. What? Um, <laughs> this I, is brilliant. <laughs> no, right. Because I, I, you know, I've got so many. I have a tool warehouse, you know, I have a, a tool distribution center. You do have, you some know, great. And and, and, and that's what we do. We build this. We build our toolkits so that we have different ways to be able to deal with what's going on in any, any right. given moment. And it's not as much work as you think. 
You know, it takes us longer to explain virtually everything we're talking about than it does to actually do. Yeah, and like we, think it. we call it Ledge 101, you know, like <laughs> Ledge I, Talk, right. Ledge Talk 101. And, you know, when I have the pressure of a show or something pressing and if I'm, you know, jacked up, you know, sometimes a two minute conversation with a great coach who knows you can help you shift. And then ideally you're able to do that for yourself. Yep. Right. <clears throat> like right. another tool, since we're talking about tools, is uh, I've learned this, that if you... um are talking to yourself as if you were coaching your inner self. So instead of saying, don't do that, say, okay, Elaine, let's not do that. Or come on, Elaine, let's get going. Mm -hmm. Um, There is more, there's a different way that you can relate to yourself and it's, it gives a little bit of space. And so that's a great trick. Yeah, it because you know? it, it because applying the same the same compassion to yourself that you would apply to the people that you're coaching. Right. You know, and it can be and 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 if it happens that every now and again because we have those moments where it comes back in, it's just being able to say forgive yourself and to be able to shift because remember these are all energies, right? And they're not woo-woo energies, they're there. They're there all the time. It's like if you're driving a car, you can put the pedal to the metal the whole way, but you're probably not going to get there alive because of the reality of highways, exit ramps, street lights, cops, all kinds of things like that. You're driving, you're finessing the, the, you're the, the pedal, right? right? So, and it's the same thing with energy that you have is that sometimes you're going to be over the moon and you're going to be so excited. And then there are going to be other times when something just sets you off for whatever reason. Once you're aware of all of that happening and you start learning ways, know yourself better, then you can forgive yourself much faster um, and and just move on mm. and just be free to, to to move on and make changes and do things like continue to hone your your comedy act, your craft, your writing, whatever your craft, you love. Right. Yeah, I exactly. love it. It's so great. So if people are like, oh, my God, this Kathy woman has so many tools. I must have more of her. Kathy is a tool. I, oh, no, she has tools. <laughs> she has tools. How can they get in touch with me? Yes. KathyKeegan.com. I have a website and I have a thing there. Do you? It's a, it's a thing because I'm in that phase of my life where we don't call them by their actual nouns. We don't use nouns. We just say the thing with the stuff. <laughs> but you can make an appointment, talk to me for a half hour. I'd love to chat with you. And the same for you. How do we get in touch with you, young lady? Yes. Well, I have 53 websites at the moment. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to reel it back in. No, that you can come find me at Captivate the Crowd. That's C. C Captivate oh, the right. Crowd. C because Kathy is K. Right. Kathy, Kathy with a K. Right. Kathy K. And um, CaptivateTheCrowd.com or ElaineWilliams.com. And I have lots of tools about going live and video and storytelling. And you have so many great tools about how not to be a tool. Right. <laughs> Well, and with that, we wish everyone a great, a great week, a great time, a great hour. Thanks for tuning in. And if you know somebody who feels you know that this would help them cheer them up or or send that, please share this and follow us on our on our social media stuff. And we will see you soon. Right. Wonder Twin Powers. Activate. Deactivate. Deactivate. (laughs) Yay. You made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. 
feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykeegan.com or Elaine at captivatethecrowd.com. See you next time.